You're listening to the Church on the Move Roswell podcast. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks for listening. Let's check it out. Uh, You know, tonight, uh, I want to read to you from uh, Psalms 28. Uh, verse 7, just to start with, and, and this is what he says, You are my strength and my shield from every danger. When I fully trust in you, help is on the way. I want to just encourage you in that. When you fully trust in God, help will be on the way. You know, and sometimes developing that trust is a process, and that's why some things take longer than others. Because God wants to continually build your faith. So sometimes it takes longer time periods than others. That's why God said, through faith and patience, you inherit all of the promises of God. Sometimes it takes patience and time to to develop your trust, your faith, to get it to a place where you're fully, fully trusting God in these with situations and issues. And we're at a place in our nation right now that I've never seen a nation so divided. And this is a time where we need to be fully trusting God to minister to our whole nation. I mean, we're on the verge of maybe overturning the most cruel, divisive, evil thing that's ever been perpetrated on mankind ever, uh, and that's abortion. And we're about ready to overturn that and turn the tide because I believe that America has been walking in, in several states who perpetrate it more than others have been walking in a curse because they're, they're killing babies. And guys, we have a nation on the verge of turning the tide. And so the National Day of Prayer is tomorrow, but since we're meeting tonight, let's pray for our nation. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we know that when we fully trust you, help us on the way. And that you said, if my people will humble themselves and pray, if we will forsake evil, forsake evil, Father, and turn to you, do what is right in your eyes, Father, that you will heal our nation. And so, Father, we ask for healing in our nation, not just healing, um, Father, of of, uh, abortion and all these other areas, but the division, the division that's in our nation. That, Father, we are one nation under your rule. And, Father, when we're that, there is unity. There is peace. There is joy. There is blessing upon blessing. There is your spirit moves, and there is freedom upon freedom, upon freedom. And so, Father, we thank you that you're turning the tide of our nation by turning the hearts of its people, that you're turning the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the hearts of the children back to their fathers. And that, Father, you're healing our nation, one man, one woman, one child, one family at a time. And that, Father, you're bringing about a great revival in our nation, that you're stirring your people up to seek you, to humble themselves before you, and to trust you fully so that you will send your help. And when your help arrives, Father, the enemy falls, and you are glorified. So, Father, we thank you for that today. We love you and pray for our nation. In Jesus' name, we all pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise be to God. Come on. Let's thank you. He is truly an awesome God. That scripture goes on to say, I jump for joy and burst forth with ecstatic, passionate praise. I will sing songs of what you mean to me. You will be the inner strength of all your people, the mighty protector of all, the saving strength for all your anointed ones. Keep protecting and cherishing your chosen ones. In you, they will never fall. Like a shepherd going before us, keep leading us forward, forever carrying us in your arms. In Jesus' name, let that be done in each life in this room, each life online, and in our nation in the name of Jesus. And the the name of Jesus is powerful. It's the name above all names. And when we pray and speak in the name of Jesus, things take place in the spiritual realm that will eventually manifest in the natural. Amen. 
Listen, we've been talking about idols, and I think it's really important that the Bible says, if my people will humble themselves and pray and forsake evil, and forsake evil. Uh, you know, we've been talking about the idol of culture and how it's started to dominate. And people that call themselves Christians are smack dab in the middle of worship in this culture. And, and I mean, they worship it. How do you know they worship it? Because they yield to it all the time. And people say, I'm a Christian, but I heard a pastor say the other day, she calls herself a pastor. She's running for the Senate or uh, the House in, in, a, in a state. And I read a news story today. She said, I'm a pro-choice, uh, or I don't like the word choice because that's not what it really is. It's pro-abortion pastor. And even Tony Dungy, one of the great NFL coaches and players, uh, uh, Hall of Famer, he said, how can you be a pro-choice pastor? Those two things are, are uh, antithetical of each other. They're the opposites. And people started challenging her with the word. You can't call yourself a Christian and, and believe these things. And guys, I know when I say these things that people are watching and listening. I've been under attack for months now from every level you can possibly think of. Every level. I hear about it on a regular basis. People said this and people said that. And people are Facebooking and people are doing this and that. And guys, I'm okay. I've told you before I'm okay. I want you to be okay. We've drawn a line and said no more. We're not going to cow down to the culture of this world. We're like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We've said we'll participate, we'll work, we'll bless, we'll give, but we're not, we're not going to bow down and worship your God. We only worship the living God. And we don't do that out of anger or hatred by any means. We do that because we're going to serve God, Period. And that we love people enough to tell them the truth. And if, if you don't love them enough to tell them the truth, then you're in trouble. I said, you're in trouble. You don't love them enough to tell them the truth. And we've read scripture after scripture and thing after thing about this culture. And this culture hates me for it. Hates us for it. And those that call themselves Christians that have bowed down hate us even more because we won't bow down with them. I'll say it again, we're not gonna bow down. We're never gonna bow down. We're not gonna bow down no matter who else bows down. Every church in this city could bow down, which I know they won't, but every church in the city could bow down and I'm not gonna bow down. Every pastor in the city could come and ask me to bow down and I won't bow down. You shouldn't bow down. Whether it's your family, your friends, whoever's, your boss, your coworkers, don't bow to this culture. Stand up and say, I will serve the living God and I love you enough to tell you the truth that if you don't serve him too and you keep bowing down, you will not attain the kingdom of heaven. And God wants you to go to heaven. He died so that we could go to heaven. He desires that all men come to the knowledge of, of him and of his salvation. All people. That's his desire of his heart. He died so that that was a possibility, but not a guarantee, because we have a choice. We have a free will, and we have choices to make. And we've looked at these idols of culture. The last one we looked at was found in Chronicles. Uh, I'm going to ask you to pull up 2 Chronicles 33, 33, not 29, 33, because we talked about Manasseh and Hezekiah. Hezekiah was Manasseh's father. And when he became king, he turned the nation around. They had started to worship idols and do all kinds of things uh, after, his, after his, 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 his father before him started serving these false gods and the people before him, and he turned the nation around. It only takes one, one generation, and it only takes some leadership, somebody that will lead it, and one generation can turn a whole nation around. And Hezekiah turned the whole nation around. But the next generation was his son Manasseh. And Manasseh did, in one generation, turned it back around to serve evil. And we find his story in 2 Chronicles chapter 33. And we didn't get to finish his story last week, so we're going to try to finish it today. So 2 Chronicles 33.1 says, Manasseh was 20, 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. Never give the 12-year-old the reins of the kingdom. That's the first thing. But he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Again, I want to point out again that he got his eyes off of God and his eyes on the other nations. He wanted everybody else. 
He wanted to be like everybody else. He wanted to be in the in crowd and, and speak the right way and do the things they did and experience what they were experiencing. He wanted to be popular among the, among the other nations. I, I've never seen a group of people, I don't care what age, pursue popularity and wanting to be accepted the way the, the, the generations have in America in the last probably 30 years. Just want to be accepted. Listen, when you get accepted by God and the Lord Jesus Christ, man, that, that should fill you up. Every other acceptance from a human being is an addition to you, not a completion to you. The acceptance we should seek is to please God and not please man. Amen? That's what God wants us to do. But, the, but Manasseh wanted to please people. He wanted to be popular. He wanted to be accepted by the cultures around him. So he got his eyes off God and the eyes on these other nations. That's why it said, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. He's saying he's focused on what they were doing. Next verse. Verse 3 says this, for he built the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down. He raised up altars for the bells and made wooden images and he worshiped all the host of heaven and served them, talking about the stars and the moon and all these other things. But he also, he worshiped, worshiped uh, a Baal, Baal worship. Baal was one of, is called one of the seven princes of hell. Actually, I'm sorry, that's mammon. Baal is the Lord or owner, the fertility God. And in order to, to be fertile, for him to reign, because they, they considered him the Lord of the earth. The Bible says Satan is the little God of this world. That's Baal. They're worshiping Satan himself. And he, uh, he in, in order to get reign, they had to, because he's the fertility God, he's not only the fertility God of of. Uh, fertility inside a, human, a woman, but he's also the fertility God of fertilizing the earth, causing things to grow. That's how they worshiped him. That's what he was known for. So they would sacrifice their children to get him to reign. Right now, abortion, they say this is the only way a woman can prosper is to have an abortion. I've never seen people come out as proud. Recently, people are coming out and said, I'm so proud I had an abortion. I proudly killed my child. You see, the evil in that whole experience, that whole thing is growing. When we know they're broken on the inside. And many of their bodies are broken from it. But they deny it. And they want to they say proudfully. They want to overcome that pain with pride. And they're worshiping Baal himself. And they would burn the babies. And they said the screaming in the temples of Baal, um, that the screaming was, was deafening because they would throw baby after baby into the fire and burn them alive. Systematic. Killing of children. That's exactly what abortion is. Systematic killing of children. You think bell worship is gone. No, it's, a, it's been alive in a well in America. And if you call yourself a child of the Most High God, you cannot be for abortion. Psalms 139 says, I knit you in your mother's womb before you were formed. Before you were formed. Before you were formed, I knew you and numbered your days. He said, I created you in your mother's womb. God's word is very clear. These people are going around saying, uh, President Biden said, I'm a child of God and I'm pro-abortion. I'm a pastor and I'm pro-abortion. I'm a Christian and I'm pro-abortion. I want to make it extremely clear. You cannot be. I just want to make it clear. You can't. I'm going to make it clear. You can't be for killing babies and say you're serving the Lord, the Lord of life. The God of life. And the God that created those babies. Oh, Pastor Troy, that's going to cause some trouble. Listen, it's time to draw the line and say we won't bow down. We're not going to bow down. No more bowing down to this culture. 
and, and this culture will attack, and they will, they will come after, and they'll say, oh, men shouldn't have a say, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I mean, they've got every excuse and every reason in the world to be baby killers. I want to tell you, it's murder. And I, I, know, I know that people have had abortions, but, and God will forgive you, and he will restore you, and he will love you if you'll ask him to forgive you. But you can't continue to kill babies and continue to believe that's right and ever attain the kingdom of heaven. It's time and love we tell the truth. There's always a place for repentance. There's always a place that word repentance means to change, to turn around and start serving God. There's, God always has an open door. His mercy is always available. But you've got to want it. And you've got to, you can't just say, I, I want your mercy, but I don't want to change directions. I, I'm really, I, 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 I just get tired of hearing people say, I'm a Christian, but I'm for homosexuality. I'm a Christian, but I'm for abortion. I'm a Christian, but I'm, listen, but in my opinion, I don't care about your opinion. And God doesn't care about my opinion either. If you're a Christian, the only opinion you care about is the living God's opinion. And I know that's not popular today. I can tell you it's not popular. I can tell you because people have left. I can tell you it's not popular because people have stopped, stopped giving. I can tell you it's not popular because, again, I've been under attack day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night for months now. I can tell you it's not popular with this culture. Satan hates it. He's out in front of the Supreme Court chanting through these people, abortion, abortion, abortion. They might as well be chanting murder, 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 bail, bail, bail. We worship bail, bail, bail. When I hear it, I don't even hear their human voices. I hear the demons that are living in them and that is behind this movement chant, chanting and shouting for the blood of these children and to destroy women's lives. He hates us. He's not for these women either. He wants to just hurt them, destroy them. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy and they're worshiping Baal. And he made woman in, wooden images, and he worshiped all the hosts of heaven and served them. Next verse. This is Manasseh worshiping this culture. He also built altars in the house of the Lord, which the Lord had said, in Jerusalem shall be my name forever. Listen, they brought this worship of abortion into the house of God. There's a church, a Methodist church here in town. Years ago, our leader of the Pregnancy Resource Center called me and said, Pastor Troy, I went to this church and this pastor told me, not only are we not going to give money to the Pregnancy Resource Center to help save these babies and help these young women that are, that are in this trouble, that are having issues and can't take care of their children and just need help. We don't just say keep your baby and do nothing about it. We feed, we clothe, we, we'll do anything. We'll help you with an adoption. We'll, we'll help you with formula and diapers. We'll teach you how to be a mom. Well, we'll do anything to help you out. We don't just, we're not those Christians that say God bless you and don't do anything. We do something. That's our ministry. And they said, she said, this pastor at the Methodist church down the street said, hey, not only are do we not going to give you any money, but we support Planned Parenthood. And the National Methodist Church supports Planned Parenthood. The last time I checked, it was housed in their offices, which is right outside the door of the Supreme Court of the United States of America, is the Methodist headquarters. And the last time I checked, they were housing Planned Parenthood there. That's how much they support abortion. They brought, they brought the worship of Baal into the house of God. It's no different than what happened thousands of years ago that has happened right now. They brought the culture into the house of God and said, we're going we're gonna to promote this culture of, of sexuality and all these things and all this perversion and all this stuff. They brought it into the house of the Lord. They've put it in the pulpit. They've ordained and licensed people in the pulpit that support and do these things. Then we wonder sometimes why our states are on fire and there's drought and there's this issue and that issue and this thing, why there's so much division. Listen, the division isn't between Democrat and Republican. It's against God and Satan. 
And we get to choose what side we're on. I choose God's side. I'm not worshiping these idols. I'm not worshiping these things. You choose God's side. Please choose God's side. You won't make it to heaven unless you choose a side. If you choose your family, I'm telling you, you're gonna, God's not gonna accept that. And you're not gonna be able to say, well, I, my, my daughter, my son, my cousin, my this, my that. God, you're not gonna be able to use that as a reason. The Bible warns us in the last days, it's gonna be mother against daughter and father against son and children against parents. And he said the division's gonna start in our own households. I don't know how many people have said, man, I'm not going to church on the move anymore because my cousin is, is a lesbian or a homosexual. Am I gonna tell them they're going to hell? What am I gonna do? Uh, and they hate the church, so I can't go there and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Listen, you should love them enough to say, hold on a second. Listen, Jesus said, who's my mother? Who's my brother who's my sister only those who do the will of God are the ones that serve God and are the family of God and we out of love need to tell them the truth instead of cowing down and bowing down and submitting to this this false God Bell worshiped included ritualistic sexual acts of, of bisexual orgies and all this stuff yeah this is true this is what God was watching in his own temple in Jerusalem they would burn babies and have these, these sexual orgies at the same time. That's what they brought into the house of God. That's what they're bringing into the house of God in America. You can have all this sexual perversion and celebrate it in the house of God. And support abortion in the house of God, not in this house. I said not in this house. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He built altars in the house of the Lord, in which the Lord had said in Jerusalem, shall be my name forever. Next verse. He built altars for all the host of heaven and the two courts of the house of the Lord. Worship of, of stars in, in uh, uh, worshiping palm reading and all the mysticism that comes along with that. There's people that are embracing that. He built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. Next verse. Also caused his son to pass through the fire, his sons to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. He practiced soothsaying, used witchcraft and sorcery, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Listen, guys, witchcraft, spiritism, mediums, man, people convorting with the dead, talking to the dead, and then speaking to them. Guys, this stuff is real. It's real. It's demonic. It's evil. It's, it's evil to the core. And it comes along with idol worship. When you become, when people, a nation becomes idol worshipers, Satan moves in with everything, man. Now he's going to try to put his power on display. Palm reading. Cudenderos, warlocks, witch, there's no such thing as a good witch. All these movies that have come out to teach our children about the power of good witchcraft. All of this stuff. I've never let my children watch all that stuff. Some people, man, they, Christians flock to these movie theaters and watch this stuff. And I'm not saying you can't watch a movie. But some of it, man, you have to, we need to have some discernment on, on the impression that it's making on our children that they're somehow good witches. There's no such thing as Harry Potter's not a good warlock or a good witch. Every witch and warlock is of the devil. Every one of them is of the devil. When we stood up to that as a church 20-something years ago, over 20 years before I was even here, I was walking through this with my brother as Church on the Move, and many here in this room stood up to the witches and warlocks of our, of our, of, uh, uh, of, in Roswell. And I remember that they listed my brother and my family as the number one enemy of Satan on their website for years. My family, my brother, we were the number one enemy of the Satanist in all of America. The Smotherman family, Steve Smotherman and the Smotherman family. And I remember the witch that came to my, my office shortly after I was here, just a few months after I was here, and said, hey, we didn't have peace with your brother, and we've got peace with all the other churches. Can we have peace with you? And I never believe anything they say. I don't believe they had peace with all the other churches. Everything people say that are demon-possessed is a lie or a half-truth. 
a deception. And so I didn't believe any of that, but I said, well, I don't know what's going on with everything else, but I do know this. You're never going to have peace here. And I remember ministering to him. Listen, ministering to him, and he walked out. But later, this same man came and got born again at Church on the Move. You know why? You know why? Because we ministered to him. We ministered to him, and I ministered to him for years, and I ministered to his family, and his children got saved. And because of it, Daddy got saved. Right here at the same church that he got up and stormed out of my office because I said there'll never be any peace between light and darkness, between Jesus Christ, the Lord, and the enemy, Satan. And he's like, I don't serve Satan. I said, yes, you do. Listen, I told him that in love. I wasn't yelling or screaming at him. We were having a car, and I said, I'm telling you in love. You're, you're deceived. You are serving Satan. That man got saved, and not too long after he got born again, he passed away, and he got to go to heaven instead of hell. That's why we take the stands we do. That's a true story. Some of you were here when we went through that as a church. This stuff is all, don't go to mediums. Don't go to, to palm readers. Don't go to people that are telling you your fortune or your future. Listen, only God and God alone has a good future for you. Satan has one too, but if you follow them, you'll be on that path of darkness and destruction and despair. You'll invite demonic activity into your life and your family's life and people's lives. Don't, please don't do it. It will provoke God to anger. Next verse. And he set up carved images, the idol which he had made, and the house of God, and which God had said to David and to Solomon his son, and this house in Jerusalem which you have chosen out of the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. Next verse. And I will not remove the foot of Israel from the land in which I appointed for your fathers, only, only if they are careful to do all that I have commanded them according to the whole law and the statutes and the ordinance by the hand of Moses. Otherwise, what God has blessed you with, as long as you continue to serve the Lord your God, he will continue to bless you. He will sustain you as a nation, as a people, as a family, as an individual person. That's his heart. His heart is always to bless. He always leans towards mercy over judgment. If he didn't, we'd all be in trouble. Next verse. So Manasseh seduced Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. I keep saying leadership, 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 leadership at every level. There's no politics. There's just spiritual leadership. It's either good or bad, evil or uh, of God. It's one or the other. Leadership, leadership, leadership is deeply spiritual. He said Manasseh used his power to seduce Judah into going along with all of this mess. And there's people in what we call political power today, but it's really spiritual power that are seducing this nation. Seducing our young people into thinking that this stuff is good and, and denouncing God and denouncing what is right. Listen, I want to encourage you tonight. Teach your children right from wrong according to the word. Teach your children there is a God and there is a heaven. There is a Satan and there is a hell. Teach your children about these things, about the difference between the love of God and the hatred of Satan, the fear of God and the fear of the devil. There's two different things. Teach your children to respect the law and the word of God, to honor him and walk in his goodness and his blessings and not cave to the culture of this world through their friendships, through their school, through their, some of their teachers, some of the, just the stuff that's happening in social media. Please teach them. Their lives are at stake. Let's love them enough to not only teach it to them, but to live it in front of them. Not perfect, but good. Amen? They need to see it. He seduced Judah and its inhabitants of Jerusalem. Go on. And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they would not listen. He spoke to them and said, stop. That's what we're speaking today. Stop. The Lord is speaking through his people, through churches that still love him. Stop. I'm speaking to some of you. Stop worshiping these idols. Stop. Please stop before destruction comes, before you're destroyed off the planet. Before your life is undone, stop, stop. 
Stop voting for people who promote these things. Stop practicing these things. Stop encouraging others. And start taking a stand for the right things, the love and the truth of God Almighty, the living God, the only living God. Pastor Troy, you say living God over and over again because he's the one and only living God. He's alive and not dead. He's, he's still in charge and on the throne, and he's the ultimate judge of all mankind. And you, you, want, to, you want to receive mercy from him, not judgment. And he provided a way by dying for our sins. Skip on down a few verses. He said he started, man, go ahead, stop right there. Go back to that 12. Now when he was afflicted, now when he was in affliction, Manasseh, God, God started to move and he put a hook in some people's mouths and they started attacking the Jewish people and Judah and Manasseh and started to destroy them. But here's the law of God of mercy. Manasseh did all that, even burned his own sons in the fires of Baal. But he said, now, when he was in affliction, he employed the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. Next verse. And prayed to him, and he received his entreaty, heard his supplication, and brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom, because he had been captured and carried away. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Listen, man, anytime this guy had burned two of his children. That's what I'm saying. People that have committed abortion, people that have worshiped false idols and false gods, people who have practiced spiritism, mediums, d done stuff and gone to people and trusted in that. God, guys, God's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of mercy. If you'll come, but you notice what Manasseh did. He repented. He said, God, I'll turn my heart. God, forgive me. And God knew him. He meant it, and he forgave him. And then this is what Manasseh did next. Here's what he did. After this, he built a wall outside the city of David on the west side of Gihon in the valley as far as the entrance of the fish gate, and it enclosed Ophel, and he raised it to a very great height. Then he put military captains in all the fortified cities of Judah. Next. He took away the foreign gods and the idol from the house of the Lord and all the altars that he had built in the mount of the house of the Lord and in Jerusalem, and he cast them out of the city. Listen, men, if you're, if you're seeing any of this and you're, you're seeing this in your own life that you've given in to popularity, you've given in to the try to be one of the in crowd or try to be cool on social media, you've given in to this sexual sin, you've given in to witchcraft, you've given in to all this stuff, sexual sin, abortion, you've caved. Listen, God's a God of mercy, man, but you gotta repent. Manasseh not only asked for mercy and received it, but he went back and said, I'm casting and I'm casting I'm casting, I'm throwing as far as I can. That's what that word casting means. I'm throwing all these idols and all these false gods and all these demons out of my life. And right now you have an opportunity to do the same thing. To say, I'm no longer gonna idolize people. I'm not gonna idolize anything that God is number one in my life, not my sexuality, not, not popularity, not the, the acceptance of this crowd or that crowd or this person or this person. Even my own family, if they don't accept it, I'm not gonna back down. Listen, my mama stood when all of our family worshiped false idols, when all of us were lost, and she stood in her whole family because she stood with truth. She never backed down from the truth. She never stopped loving us, but she never would, would participate. My brother said, I'm bringing my girlfriend home. And she said, oh, you can, but if you stay in this house, she's sleeping in there, and you're on the couch. And believe me, my mama would sleep with one eye open watching that. And my brother Brian got mad and said, then we won't stay there then. Mom, I won't come home. I won't stay with you. And she said, okay. I love you, but that's not how it's going to, you're not going to threaten me. You're not going to threaten our relationship. You're not going to threaten any of this. Listen, I serve the Lord and your God, my God, the living God, not you, son. Not you and the culture in which you try to bring in my house. My mama would catch my brothers with drugs in, their, in our home, and she would call the police and have them arrested. One of my brothers, he, he, he talked in his sleep, 
And I remember I woke up one time and my mom was like, now where'd you put those drugs? And my, I looked over and I'm like, is she interrogating my brother? And he was dead asleep. He's like, I put him in the top drawer. And I remember my mom walked right over and he had a little hidden thing underneath his drawer and she pulled it out. 911? Seriously, come get this boy. She wasn't gonna tolerate this, this stuff in her home. But we tolerate a lot. And we call it love. We call it this and we call it that. We can't tolerate this nonsense in our houses anymore. When are we gonna stand up and say, you can't live in my home and worship idols. You're not bringing that stuff in my home. You're not gonna act on that in my home. My kids know, you live in my house, you will go to church. You live in my house, you will tithe. You live in my house, you will serve our family. You live in my house, you will honor God and you'll honor your mama and me. Otherwise, don't you come in my house and not with, with any, not with that honor. If you're not going to honor my God, then you're not coming. They know I love them. They know I care about them. But I love God more. I said, we have to love God more. Who's my mother? Who's my brother? Who's my sister? Only those who do the will of God. They might be my blood family, but if they're not willing to do the will of God in their life, then, then they're not going to be in my family in heaven. That would break my heart, seriously. It would take Jesus to supernaturally, like he says in Revelation 21, to dry my tears. It'd have to be supernatural drying for me to ever stop crying. But I will not go with him. Though none go with us, the old song, the old, the old song, though none go with me, I will follow you, Jesus. If no one else is following, I'm following you, Jesus. That's the way it is. And he did this. He repented and he turned around. Next verse, 16. He also repaired the altar of the Lord, sacrificed peace offerings and thank offerings on it, and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. Manasseh turned around. And God accepted him. He had to wait till his city was destroyed and many people died and were murdered. And, but God still, he still, when he repented, he said, okay, Manasseh, come on. And he restored him back to Jerusalem. He'll restore you back. If you've given into this stuff, man, God will restore you and bless you. He's the God of forgiveness. He loves to cancel debt. He's the debt-canceling God. And he'll cancel your sin debt. And you won't get what you've earned. I won't either. He said, I will not repay you according to your sins. Thank God. He won't repay you. He said, I'll cause your sin if you'll ask me. If you'll lay down these idols and you'll say, God, I cast them out in the name of Jesus out of my life. And Father, I'm going to serve you. He said, man, I'll forgive you. I'll love you. I'll restore you. I'll bless you. All the stuff that you thought you lost, man, I'll put right back in your life. I'll bless you over and over and over again. And he'll begin to even lead, just like he led the whole nation of Israel back. He's, he'll begin to lead your family back where they need to be. Man, God loves us. But he's not playing this idol worshiping game. He's not playing this game. He's not going to elevate and promote people who bow their knee to this idol of culture. But if you have... And you, you want to serve God and you want to turn around. Man, this is your opportunity. God had me preach on these issues because he wants people to have a chance. He always is a God of another chance. Uh, people say he's a God of, of, uh, of um, a second chance. No, he's not. He's a God of another chance and another chance until you stop breathing. Man, another chance. The thief on the cross had one last chance and he got it. He's a God of another chance. Here's your opportunity to lay down these idols and say, I don't worship a party. I don't worship this, this sin. I don't, I'm not going to serve these, this bell God of, of, a, of a, a babies being murdered. I'm not serving this God of sexual perversion. I'm not serving these gods. 
I'm only going to serve the one God. The God who loves me. The God who cares. The God who wants to bless my life. The God who wants to restore. The God who wants to save your family. Wants to rescue our lives. And he doesn't just take us from someplace and not take us to something better. He takes you from hell and he puts you in heaven. I mean, as far as you can't get any further away than heaven and hell uh, uh, and the God's blessing and mercy and goodness. His kingdom is, is massive and, and beautiful and awesome and full of life. And I mean, guys, it's an adventure. It's another whole level. It's a, man, we watch these sci-fi movies about these different, uh, what are they called? Not zones, um, spheres or uh, uh, places that exist in the universe. It's true. It's real. There are other dimensions. That's the word I was looking for. There are other dimensions. And God's the God of all of them. And they're beautiful and they're awesome and they're incredible. His kingdom is lavish with goodness. Man, I mean, it's overwhelming goodness. And it starts in this, this life, in this fallen world. You can experience that life and that goodness if you desire it. Well, lay down all the idols. Self-worship, selfishness, that's what that is. We'll talk about the idol of money and how God wants to bless and take care of you and do things for you. Wow, but how people choose money over God. It's crazy how many people that call themselves Christians worship money over God. And how God said that his greatest competitor, God said my greatest competitor in this life is going to be the God of mammon. Mammon. Mammon means, means money. Mammon is one of the seven princes of hell. Greed. Money is one of the seven princes of hell. And he said that's going to be my greatest competitor's money. It's going to compete more for the hearts of my people than any other any other demon. God wants us to lay all those idols down and worship him and let him be our provider. Let him be our source of joy, of happiness, of comfort when we're hurt, of courage when, we, when we, we're afraid, of strength when we feel weak, of healing when our bodies are broken, of wisdom when we don't know what to do of miracles when, we, when we've done all we know to do and we need a miracle. He wants to be that God, but listen, his people called by his name need to humble themselves before God and forsake these evil things. We need to put them aside, man, and not cow down to this world. Stand up for the living God and say, man, I serve the living God. I don't serve any of these idols of the world. Listen, every eye closed in here, I'm going to pray this prayer over some of you. Some of you have not only, you're like Manasseh. You not only have bowed down, but you've participated. You've promoted. You've, you've elected people that are for this stuff. You've, you've done things. You've, you've promoted it in your family, in your home, in your own life. And You've promoted among other people. You've, you've celebrated and validated people's idol worship. And you regret it. I've got good news. He forgave Manasseh. He'll forgive us. I don't think anybody in this room's led a whole nation astray. He did. God still forgave him and restored him. If he'll do it for Manasseh, he'll do it for us. He'll do it for you and me. And I'm going to lead you in this prayer. This is, this is not my altar call. I'm going to lead you in this prayer for those who already know and call Jesus Lord. I'm going to ask you to pray this with me. People online, pray this with me. Say this, say, God, I denounce every idol, everything that I've lifted up above you. I denounce and I cast away in the name of Jesus. Just as Manasseh asked you for forgiveness, 
and you forgave him. I ask your forgiveness and I receive it right now. Just as Manasseh cast out those idols, I cast them out of my life, of my home, in Jesus' name. And I will serve you and you alone. You are my God, the only God. Jesus, you're the Lord and the only Lord, the only King. And I worship you and I bow only to you. Thank you for forgiving me. Now restore my life. Restore my family. Restore me back to your blessings, to your righteousness, to your holiness. Thank you, God, for your mercy on my life. I receive it in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Now listen, some of you, I just sensed this when we were praying, some of you need to go home and look. Some of you have stuff in your home, stuff from witches like, uh, wind catchers, uh, uh, things that you you've that are uh, idols. They're idols. They're idols that you worship above God and that you've prayed to and that you've. I mean, some of you have stuff in your home, maybe even stuff on jewelry and stuff that you need to get rid of. I'm, I'm not telling you to go burn it. I, I I'm not saying that. I just, I, you know, and. I, it's your choice what you do, but some of you have things involving witchcraft in your home. Some of you maybe have had Kunderas pray over stuff and give it to you. And man, you need to get rid of it. Just clean house. Do what Manasseh did. Clean house. Clean house. Just clean house. Cast it all out. Throw it all in the trash. Burn it if you want to. Destroy. Do whatever is in your heart to do. But get rid of the idols. Get them all out of your house. Get them all out of your life. And God will honor it. God will honor it. God will honor it. Then go home and say, in the name of Jesus, I denounce every idol. And I commend every demon attached to these idols to go now in Jesus' name. God has forgiven me. I'm forgiven and I have authority. In the name of Jesus, go. And just go to... Go home and eat dinner, go to sleep, do whatever you're going to do in peace. And I believe God's peace will rest on your home, rest on your family. It's time for God's people to humble themselves and pray and forsake evil and serve God and God alone. And when that happens, our God's going to move. Our God's going to move mightily in our midst right here. In little old Roswell, America, God will move. He'll move in your home. He'll move wherever you're watching from. He will begin to move. I want to ask if you're here tonight or online and you're watching, and you might even participate in that prayer, but you've never prayed and said Jesus is the Lord of your life, that you've submitted your life to him and you want to do that. We want to do that with you right now. You've never prayed that prayer. I've said repeatedly that the first prayer I ever prayed was this prayer. I never I hadn't prayed before. Didn't know how, didn't know what to do. This was the first prayer I ever prayed. And I asked God to save my life, and I accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. He's my boss. He's my God, no others. And if you've never prayed that, let's pray that now. I'd never prayed that. Someone prayed it with me. We want to pray it with you. Or maybe you've walked away from God and you need to come home. So whether you need another chance, he's a God of another chance. Or you need to pray for the first time, let's pray right now. But I'm asking you to do two things. Online, I'm asking you to send us a message and say, I'm praying for the first time or I'm praying for the next time. And I just want to come home. Or I want to be saved for the first time. I want Jesus to forgive me and save my life. Be the Lord of my life, my God, my King, my Savior. 
Send that message now. In this room, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand up and then right where you are seated, right where you are at home, right where you are here, we're going to pray. So here we go. One, two, three. Send the message or raise your hand in this place and say, I'm going to get right with God before I leave here. One, two, three. Come on, raise your hand up. Put them up all over this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All over this room. Thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Just jump in here. Thank you, buddy. Anybody else? You want to go to heaven? Thank you. You want God to be your leader? Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you back there. I see that one too. All right, let's pray, church, and let's pray with them. And all those that raise your hand, pray this with me. Say, God, I believe you are God and God alone. And you sent Jesus because you love me. You love us. And he died for my sins. And you raised him from the dead. And he's alive. You did all of that to rescue me. To rescue me from the power of sin in this life to enslave me. And the power of sin in the next life to sentence me to eternal death. Thank you for doing that. And because I believe it, I ask that you forgive me by the blood of Jesus of all my sins. And I receive your forgiveness. And from my heart, out of my mouth, I say to you, Jesus, you are the Lord Jesus Christ of my life. I thank you now. I'm right with you. I'm on my way to heaven. And you teach me how to walk in your freedom from sin's power. For I'm no longer a slave to it. I'm a free person set free by you. Teach me how to live life and life to the full until I see you in heaven. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Thank you, Father. I'm saved. I'm saved. Praise be to God. Praise God. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Church on the Move, like our service times, or how you can connect with us, you can visit cotmroswell.com.